Welcome back to another episode of Reversing Course, the golf course restoration at Wakanda Club. I have here with me today our golf course superintendent, Dane Wilson, our director of golf, Aaron Kruger. I'm Rianne Kinney, I'm the general manager, and we have today with us a special guest from the Iowa Golf Association, Nate McCoy. Gentlemen. Morning. Welcome. Thank Good you. morning. Good morning. Welcome happy back New Year. to the card room. Well, happy New Year. Yeah, here we are. I, uh, here we are. Uh, it's been a while since we've gathered here in the card room. It's good to be back. Uh, we have a beautiful snow, snowy day here, and we are in 2024. I don't know about all of you, but as I turned the calendar this year um, to the new year, I, I kind of had a sigh of relief. It was like... Now we get to say the golf course is opening this year. Mm. You know, it's not not saying it's opening next year anymore. It's opening this year, and that was that was exciting. I, I had a bit of a sigh of relief on on New Year's Day. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a feeling of turning the corner. Absolutely, sure. we are in twenty twenty four. Yeah, this is. Uh, I've probably had almost twenty season openings now. This might be a little bit twenty first. Definitely the most excited I've been to start a golf season. Absolutely. This year, yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 This will be a busy year for us at the IGA as well, just with the, the handicap system uh, being updated and all that. So especially at the beginning of the year, it's going to get, for us, pretty busy. So normally we're kind of enjoying a little downtime right now, but we're kind of ramping up for that. So it's going to be uh, going to be fun. Yeah. Exciting year all around. And, and golf continues to be on the upswing as well in general and just uh, just a fun time to be here. So uh, glad we're all back and all, we're all here and just uh, here to enjoy this year. So that being said, we have some great snow cover. Finally, we got it. Finally. Uh, so we've been able to really put in whatever request we wanted for, for weather so far. So, um, you know, we requested a dry summer. We got it. Had really great weather to do the, the, pro the construction on with. Um, and then we asked for a really big snow cover this winter, and, and we got it. So, hey, keep asking, Dane. Yeah. I right? Know, right? I mean, geez. So we have about a foot of snow on the ground at this point. Um, the grass was still green, really. It was, it was, I mean, the fairways were all green still when that snow came down. So is that good? Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, uh, you want the turf to harden off a little bit. Uh, before going in winter, and I think we had accomplished that just with some of the cooler nights. But even still, we had some. We had a really warm November and December, for what it's worth. And we were sitting there thinking, you know, this snow or cold temperatures would never get here. But I think we had enough. And part of the fairways looking green, I think there was still some dye that we had used during our snow mold application that hung around. But even still, they were with that. They were a lot greener than what I had expected. But um, you know, with this snow cover now, you know, especially leading into next week when we're looking at sub-zero temperatures for days on end, you know, this snow can come at a better time. And then, you know, like you'd say, we got 12 inches on Tuesday. We had about an inch last night. And then tomorrow we're looking at possibly another 11. So I think that'll be uh, plenty of insulation that we need uh, heading in through the rest of the winter. And really, also, we haven't really had a a frost line develop in the soil and so I think some of this snow kind of help things you know hold saturate. back. Saturate. Well saturate and then hold things back so as we enter into the spring we're not necessarily waiting for the ground to thaw as much as we maybe normally would on a you know another year. 
where we were exposed. So when we're looking at these temperatures over the next week being in the highs of the negatives, you know, neg- high of negative seven, I think, in, on Sunday, um, the snow cover helps. Yeah, absolutely. So without that snow cover, what would you be worried about? Just, well, on a given year, just even with uh, a good stand of turf grass, let alone being a new stand, you always worry about winter desiccation, you know, if you're exposed for that long. And so with this snow cover, it'll just provide that blanket where, you know, the plant itself isn't exposed and, you know, it's it's well insulated, protected, and, um, yeah, it's going to be good. So what's on our, what's a, you know, you've put in your request all year for weather, so now what's your request for spring? Let's get it out there. Well, let, well we'll go through the rest of January and February. I'm, okay. I'm hoping that this uh, <laughs> snow sticks around through both of these months. And then as we enter into March, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a little bit warmer so the snow starts to melt. And then, you know, get into April. I mean, ideally, I'd like to, to be, you know, getting up and going somewhere middle, somewhere between the middle and end of March. You know, if we had that, I think we'd be in a really good spot. And that means up and going is you, you have mowers out. Maybe not as much mowers, but, you know, at least to a degree where we can get out there and, you know, start doing some of our touch-up seeding and or, you know, even just sod prep and stuff like that. Okay. Just to get ourselves ready for, you know, when we are actively moving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, the majority of our project tests are, for the most part, done, but there's, there's some things that we weren't able to fit in before the end of winter that we'd like to accomplish relatively early in the spring so then by the time we're hitting you know mid-april end of april leading into the beginning of may that you know we're almost to some degree just getting back to regular maintenance so let's talk a little bit about that too what uh were you able to accomplish this fall before the most recent snow our biggest our biggest task that we had was to get everything top dress which includes green well we would have done anyways greens and approaches and tees but we also added on the fairways this year and so we were able to get out 12 and a half tons per acre uh, on fairways approaches and tees and then we just buried the greens as we usually would do so how many tons total of sand is that we ended up bringing in 475 tons wow. of sand and you know like we've kind of talked about just the nature of this property as beautiful as it is it's as you know equally difficult to you know, accomplish some things, and that fairway top dressing is the biggest one. Just with the undulation throughout the property, you know, mm. you're putting roughly six and a half tons in a, you know, tractor-driven top dresser at a time, and so going, traversing these hills can sometimes make things difficult. You know, in a given fairway, you're you're doing, you know, somewhere between seven to ten loads per fairway. Mm-hmm. So we'd have, you know, split those loads that were dumped somewhere between the parking lot and our shop so that we can cover you know both sides of the property but that was the biggest thing and then we were also able to do some select tree removal that our architect tyler ray had suggested a couple behind number nine a couple on 16. we still have a few on seven to do and then uh, one of the trees on number four so that's still ahead of us other than that um, we were able to get out and spray a pre-emergent on all of our bunker faces Mm -hmm. so that was good to take that off of our plate leading into the into the spring as well Mm -hmm. and then other than that um, we had some 
drains that we needed to fix, some of the old clay tiles. We were just kind of waiting till things kind of died down and we had some more time to fix it. So we fixed a clay tile drain at our shop. We were working on one on number 13. Um, so that one will have to still get wrapped up. Okay. So that's all, those are things that will wrap up this spring. Yeah. And or if we get the opportunity to, um, to somehow do it before spring or even over winter. Because like I said, right now we don't have a frost line, so we're still able to dig. The only problem is I tried moving the mini excavator from the clubhouse back to the shop and, you know, I know um, we said no sledding, but that mini excavator went on a little sled ride when I was trying to get back to the shop. Oh. So that was interesting. So I kind of just bailed on that just knowing that it was going to be tough to get out, you know, with this amount of snow. Right. Uh, and speaking of sledding, we are we have said this year to our members, no sledding. Normally, it's a, a pretty big activity out here at Wakanda um, to to have the sledding. Of course, with our hills, it makes for some really fun fun times. But this year, unfortunately, we can't do that because of the new turf uh, that's under the snow. We got to protect that, right? Yeah. There, there's just some high priority areas that we want to protect, and those tend to be you know, the, the usual areas that people like to go to. And so what we try to do is if, if people do want to go sledding, that we organize it in a way and then we guide people behind number nine green just so long as we organize it and can schedule it. Mm -hmm. And control the, and number, control of the number of people and yeah. where they go and, and things like that. And that's just for this year. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we do have a lot of people who do snowshoeing or cross-country skiing. Uh, in the winter, but that's, we said that that's okay. Uh, just we're asking that they stay on the west side of the property that's a little bit more um, mature. The turf's a little bit more mature on the west side of the property. Uh, stay between those tree lines and then uh, avoid the greens specifically. Right, and that's that's why we kind of said stay within the tree lines because those, you know, that's, that's the one indicator because when you get this amount of snow, you know, even as, you know, well-versed you might be knowing the golf course, when you get this amount of snow, you just don't know where you're going exactly. Mm -hmm. So if we kind of use those tree lines as guidelines, I think it'll make things a lot easier. Right. Uh, and then also this winter, we are, you're getting all of our orders placed for our new flags, sticks, uh, tea markers, and all of those items as well. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's all getting getting done as well? That's right. Yeah, so we, we went with a, uh, a company out of Michigan um, and they hand make all their flags, flag sticks, tea markers. So we wanted to kind of incorporate that old feel into all of our accessories and so this company was uh, really good with that and uh, hopefully here in the next week or two we'll be in production for all of it. Yeah, great. Can't wait to see it when we open everything up. So thank you, Dane, for that update. Absolutely. Uh, there may be snow on the ground, but still lots happening. So appreciate Always. everything that you and your team are doing and including uh, pushing all that snow now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is also on your snow, snow job description. The, the most fun thing to do. Oh, gosh. I don't know <laughs> if you can come over and help us or not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said here, not at home. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, today's guest is well known by Wakanda Club. Uh, Nate McCoy grew up at Wakanda Club as a junior golfer and gives great credit to the club for his growth as a player, as a junior, collegiate, amateur, and golfer, and professional. Um, he played college golf at Iowa State, 
we won't hold it against you. Uh, a couple of hot guys on this table. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. Sorry, Dave. Um, from 08 to 2012, where he was named an honorable mention All-American his senior year. Nate played professional golf from 2012 to 2017, mostly uh, playing PGA Tour Canada. Uh, winning one event and had conditional status on the Corn Ferry Tour. Nate regained his amateur status in the fall of 2018. Since then, he has earned IGA Player of the Year honors three times, including the first ever to win the Iowa Amateur Iowa Match Play and Iowa Mid-Amateur in the same year. What a year. Uh, Nate started work with the Iowa Golf Association in 2017 as a PGA Boatwright intern and was hired full-time in 2018 as a manager of championships and course rating. In 2021, he became the director of handicapping and course rating. Since the IGA has a small staff, Nate likes to call himself a jack-of-all-trades, doing a little bit of everything. Nate and his wife, Ashley, were married in 2012 and have two children, Harper, seven, and Maverick, three. Nate, welcome to Reversing Course. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great this to have you. A lot of fun to be, be back here, and, and I can already tell that you know you guys have a lot of fun here, and, and especially before our conversation so i'm i'm excited to do, to do this with you guys so well we me. appreciate you being here and uh joining us for this and and we're looking forward to this conversation we're gonna have with you today and we also appreciate everything that you and the iga do for us and for golf in the state um and you know everything that you do it's it's all uh super important and we know that it's a lot of work um, and we know that you have a very small team, so <laughs> it says a lot about what you do. Oh, so thank, thank you. you. No, thank you. Um, so that being said, describe to us, you know, what you do with the, for the IGA. Um, maybe a lot of people don't understand kind of how the IGA works, um, you know, how it's, what it's, what your goals are, what, you know, what you all do, because we know what you do. We know sure, what you do yeah. for golf in the state. But maybe share with our listeners what the IGA does, and then and what you do specifically yeah. there. So we're we're kind of like the the they, I guess essentially we're like the governing body in in the state of Iowa. So the USGA is kind of our our governing body um, in the United States, and we're kind of their hands and arms in Iowa. And uh, so we we uh, you know do a lot of you know what they're whatever their initiatives are you know we're kind of passing those off to to our member clubs and our members so you know our our motto or our kind of not our motto but I should say but we're, we're you know we're our job is really to pr promote protect and and uh preserve you know the game of golf in iowa mm -hmm. and so that kind of comes down to you know doing all we can as a staff to to make sure our member clubs have the tools they need to to be successful and give their members you know uh, as much service as they can and and uh you know, we're trying to give our members, our individual members, you know, a good service with um, handicapping. And, and so if you have a handicap, that's kind of what the IGA kind of kind of uh, oversees. And so, um, you know, it's something that, that allows golfers, you know, kind of all over the world to, to be able to um, play, you know, against each other on an equal basis. And, and so that's kind of something that we're, you know, heavily involved in, um, which obviously comes down to course rating which is kind of a topic we'll talk about today and and but you know we run a lot of championships uh, so a lot of our uh, you know ma main our state's you know major championships are kind of run uh, for amateur golf is run run by us and and usga qualifiers and and um and all that we do have we do have a foundation that um 
you know, offer scholarships. And uh, we have a program called uh, the Youth on Course program, which allows um, golfers, junior golfers, uh, to to play at a, subsidi- at a subsidized uh, rate um, that we, we kind of help uh, subsidize, you know, throughout the year with, you know, raising money for and stuff. And there's just a number of things, uh, you know, that we're, we're really involved in. Um, we're just getting started with the golf house project, or actually we're almost finished with it, um, um, which is going to be housed down at, at Echo Valley, um, which we should be moving in, I think, in late January, mid-February, sometime around there. And so we're, uh, we're pretty excited about that. But it's going to give us a chance to, to be able to kind of offer more to, to groups of people to, to come in and um, get educated. And, and First Tee of, of, of Central Iowa is going to be based out of, the, out of there with us. So we're going to be able to, to give them a space to be able to use for, for their, their programming. And, and the golf course superintendents, uh, Iowa Turfgrass Institute is going to be based out of there as well. So, so we kind of have those organizations there with us and, you know, we can all kind of collectively uh, along with the, the Iowa PGA uh, to just kind of, you know, obviously our whole goal is to collectively make the game better and, and in the state of Iowa. So, yeah. so that's kind of what we're, we're part of. That's great. That's great. There's a lot to that. There is a lot of facets to what you guys do and, um, and a lot going on. So what about you specifically um, in your role uh, as the director of handicapping and course rating? What's, what is your role specifically? Yeah, so I, I uh, basically uh, manage and oversee, um, I, sh- I usually say this, uh, I mean, I say like, oh, I do this, but really it's, you know, we have some other people that, that obviously help, help as well. Uh, like uh, Caitlin Hoganson, I should mention, this has done a great job uh, kind of being my second and uh or actually i'm more of her second hand so uh um it's been good but yeah we we do uh i do a lot of the handicapping in, in iowa which is kind of educating so i'm doing a lot of educating of clubs uh, a lot of training uh, i do a lot of um, individual member support um and then do a lot of course rating so uh, throughout the spring and the fall i'm kind of involved with going to different member clubs or, or non-member clubs if they desire to have a rating and, and perform a rating. Um, I oversee uh, four rating teams throughout the state that are um, uh, volunteer-based, and so I do a lot of training for them, get them up to speed on kind of what the changes are, which every four years there are slight changes to the system, and this is actually going to be one of the years that, that uh, there are going to be some slight changes. Um, nothing major, thankfully, this time, but um, so we're, I'm kind of involved in that, you know, during my, my main, you know, active seasons of, of that particular job. Um, you know, obviously in the summer, I'm really involved with championships. Uh, I'm, I kind of help oversee the, the junior amateur championship, the, uh, state senior, um, senior match play, um, some of the women's events. And so it, it allows me to really have a well-rounded, you know, uh, focus you know which is which is great you know you don't really get tired of doing uh, doing your job because you're always doing something a little different which is which is great and I, I always laugh because I always think like there's no uh, I never would have seen myself I guess doing a handicap seminar you know ever <laughs> in my life like I never thought I'd be you know it's teaching, not we, teaching it's people not what we dream about yeah yeah you never up, think yeah. oh yeah I'm gonna go give six seminars this in the spring and to uh to golf professionals I guess that's not something I ever thought I'd be doing and um you know, obviously, I thought I'd be playing golf, really, um, and so that's it's a lot of fun uh, to to kind of get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, you know, rules of golf's obviously won't, something we're kind of focused in on as well, and so I, 
you know, I have to kind of get into that, wear that hat sometimes and be kind of a rules official. And then other times I got to, you know, be in the, you know, the, I got to be a trainer and I got to go to a club and just train them on certain systems that we, we provide. So it's, it changes every day, which is, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So you have four rating teams. I didn't realize that that you, so you oversee their volunteer teams. How many people make up those teams? So some teams are, are quite large. They have, um, you know, over a dozen members. Um, not everybody on those teams will actually go to a rating, but mm-hmm. they do have, some of them might even have more than that, but they, they will pull, you know, from that group and, and kind of have their own region of the state. And so we, uh, we have a central team right here in Des Moines, which actually helped rate the, help rate Wakanda, um, probably my first year on the job, 17 or 18. And so that mm-hmm. was, uh, so that was kind of fun. But um, so they kind of see the central region. We have a quad city team that uh, actually does a lot, little bit in Illinois as well. Mm-hmm. And so they'll, they have a fairly big region. We have a northeast team. And then we uh, we just started a team up in Humboldt that kind of is going to be helping us out in the northwest part of the state. Uh, we did have a team in Panora. And we had a team in in uh, Pella. But they both kind of got to a point where they just uh, wanted to retire from, mm-hmm. from doing it. So... So how does one volunteer for one of these teams? Yeah, so really, and we actually would love to have volunteers, um, especially here centrally. We, we we really do need another team. I feel like to to take off the strain of on say our staff. I I, I tend to like to do a lot of ratings for our new member clubs because I want to have that first touch of getting to know them and and making sure that they're comfortable with you know what they're what they're getting and what we're providing and so. Um, but yeah, if somebody wants to volunteer, if they just reach out to me, uh, you know, what, what we'll probably do is I'll, I'll, uh, do some initial training, but we'll, we'll either plug you in with an existing team or, um, like I said, I kind of want to start another team. And so potentially there could be room for, uh, you know, a little bit more in-depth training to where I can, uh, you know, really get focused on trying to get them up to speed mm-hmm. to, to rate as soon as possible. Just because we, we are seeing, I think we had like hundred and 190 clubs when I started and now we're up to like 230 clubs or you know around there 233 or something like that so we've we've added a lot of clubs recently and and with that you know our rating our ratings uh have increased as well which means there's a lot more strain on on everybody so what do you think the reason is for adding for so many clubs adding in you know that's a good question I I think we've we just have seen um a little bit of see a lot of clubs had formerly used um, you know especially nine hole golf courses they not necessarily used uh, handicap the handicap system in the past and what we have seen is is a lot of the younger crowds say guys that are in the 30s and 40s um, even in their 20s that have played you know member guests at other clubs or, or you know they've gone and played other places and they've seen like what these clubs are are offering to their members such as golf genius or or um, you know, uh, I guess Golf Genius would be, you know, one of the main ones, which is, you know, visually what they're going to see when they play a tournament. Uh, and, you know, they have their apps and all this stuff. You know, you got Gin, and you got the Gin app and the GPS and all that stuff. And and they figured, you know, well, geez, we've been doing this on the spreadsheet, and the guy that's been doing this, you know, kind of retired, <laughs> you know, or he doesn't want to do this anymore, and, you know, nobody else wants to learn how he did it. And so uh, a lot of the clubs that have joined us on the nine-hole side are, are – uh, are kind of transitioning into just a more of a modern approach to 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 that and so now i do think golf's obviously done really well um since covid um mm-hmm. you know it's funny we're, we're now what 
we're more than just a couple of years away from COVID. It seems like it just happened the other day, but, <laughs> but you know, we're, we're doing a really good job. I think the country as a whole is, is really focused on trying to retain the, the growth that, that happened during that. And so, um, our focus is just trying to keep that, keep that going. Um, we did have a, a small special we offered to some, some new, new clubs, uh, the last two years, which I think maybe had a slight help, but not, not really. I think people are just at that point where they just want to transition into a more, uh, modern approach. A, and, a standard, have a, have yeah. an actual stand that matches other clubs. I mean, that's, that's what's nice yeah. about it too. You know, exactly. you can, you have that standard. So, exactly. and it helps your operations. Yeah, Absolutely. on your end. Yeah, you guys are invaluable to to our operation. Oh, thank what you, you offer for for us as golf professionals to give to our members and distribute yeah. is is beyond helpful. And I'm I'm glad to hear so many more clubs are taking advantage of that. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah, yeah. Glad. yeah. And without you know flooding your inbox anymore, um, yeah. people reach out to you directly. They have handicap questions. They have you know exactly. things. They they reach out to you directly as well or to your team. Yeah, as no, well. you're right. When yeah. they don't believe their golf pro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. Fact you, check. You they fact the, check with yeah, you. It's like the court of appeals. Yeah. <laughs> it's always funny. You get the questions, uh, and sometimes the questions do require me to actually reach out to the, the golf professional. I said, hey, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to your golf professional just so he knows what's kind of going on, and he, can, he knows you better than I do, so it, it's better that it comes from him. <laughs> well, half the time you get a response like, oh, no, no, he's, he's busy. He doesn't need to, he doesn't know about that. Doesn't even know about this, and so that's when you kind of know, and it's it's a little fishy. But but uh, we'll protect the names. Yeah, of the yeah no. And I think, thankfully, thankfully, not 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 many of those here at Wakanda. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, it's something that I do get a lot of emails, especially in the mid mid summer. I every email that's actually sent through the Gen app comes directly to my email. So so you can imagine some days, uh, you know, when you're already busy and you get in, and you see, you know, you got you know 60 emails that you got to respond to um it makes having an intern really important so so i you know i spend the first hour or so just responding to to those emails i do have a lot of um i do have some emails that are just you know i'm they're saved in my drafts i just copy and paste because they are (laughs) some of them are so similar and it's just you know how do i join stuff like that and so yeah but it does get to be a a lot, you know, in the summer. Right now, I might only get a few a day. So. Yeah, well, good. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, Just well, in case there's any of those simulator questions. Yeah. Yeah, ah, simulator. Yeah. Oh. Simulator handicaps. Yeah, there's yeah. a new... That's, that's, is there? We need an intern for that. I hear that. I hear that we <laughs> yeah. need to do something different with our simulator handicaps. Mm. Why is that, Aaron? Because uh, you won league by about 16 <laughs> shots. Oh, wow. That's terrible. <laughs> Congratulations. Jeez. I just there's no distractions in the simulator. I get so distracted by birds and things that I can't. That's awesome. It's so so much easier in there. So That's yeah. Sweet. Well, the Rian handicap in the simulator, I like it. That's awesome. Well, let's start from the beginning, Nate. Tell us about the process of uh, rating a course uh, in terms that you know we yeah. can understand. I know that you know there's probably a lot of technicalities, but try to. Try to bear with us and, and explain sure. it to the... <laughs> yeah, no, I'll definitely try. Yeah. And that's how I am, too. I like things simple, so... <laughs> um, no, so um, the, the thing that a lot of people don't know, I guess, to start is that we rate a golf course um, for both men and women from each set of tees, and they're, um, you're rating it, so say from the, the, the forward set of tees, for example, um, you know, we're going to rate it for a scratch golfer and a bogey golfer for men and women. So you're rating it really... Um, you know, for four golfers, basically from each set of tees, um, and it, so it's it's really a, um, an interesting process that I didn't understand. You know, really under, 
fully understand until I started doing it, but each of those golfers, so the scratch golfer, let's say we're, we're talking about uh, uh, a male scratch golfer, um, they hit it a certain distance. They hit it 250 yards um, with um, actually 230 with 20 yards of roll is basically what they're allocated. Uh, the bogey golfer, I think, hits it uh, I think maybe 210, uh, I believe, so 190 to 20 yards of roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their second shots are, are actually a little shorter than that. Um, and so we start with those those baseline numbers and then we figure out you know we first got to figure out how long is the hole so we go out and we measure and actually in Wakanda's case we did uh, we did come out and measure it um, a lot of times if the course is you know had, hadn't had any changes you know nothing's nothing's been different uh, since we last rated then we kind of just kind of roll with the, the past yardages we might check them on google earth um to make sure but in wakanda's case you know google earth hadn't even updated yet so so we did need to come out and rate it uh or measure it and uh and once we got the the measurement of each team um then we uh, were able to uh figure out where those landing zones were going to be for each of those golfers for both genders and then you know you're kind of stopping at those landing points assuming that they can get their full tee shot um roll out mm-hmm. and there's no you know layups or anything like that or dog legs but you're uh, you know you're kind of measuring at that point you know how wide is the fairway um you're you're looking at uh, adjustments for for tilt or you know other overhanging trees or anything like that at that landing zone and then uh, from that point we're kind of figuring out okay what's the can this golfer now let's say it's a par four you know it is where's their next landing zone is it on the green you know if it is then you're you're looking at approach shot elevation changes so you're you're trying to figure out you know you're using alt- altimeter on your on your phone at least i we do um to figure out okay you know we're at 980 feet at this at this landing zone we get up on the green and it's you know you know a thousand feet or whatever then you know it's up 20 or you know so you kind of use that as a as a measurement uh, we're looking at you know how close bunkers are to the landing zones and 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 uh you know how how those affect it how deep they are um looking at um, the playability from trees to, uh, just you know how can, can a golfer advance their ball to the next landing zone uh, stuff like that uh, we get on the green we're kind of measuring the full the full effect of uh, green diameter um we, we actually don't measure false fronts just because uh, if a ball can't stay there, then we're not going to necessarily consider that as a part of the green. So um, so we kind of come up with a green number. We use we use our shot length into the green. Um, we kind of use table values or tables, and we can plug in, you know, let's say it's 150 yards into the green, and the green size is effective green diameter is considered a 32, which, you know, seems to be a kind of a, a normal green size. Uh, then you... You know, you come up with the value for for it, and so you're kind of getting values for all these uh, um, different obstacles. Um, um, there's there's really te- I think there's ten obstacles that we evaluate when we're out there, on top of all these um, effective playing length factors. And so, it's quite extensive, um, and it's it makes a lot more sense when you're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are a golfer, it does come easier just because you kind of work into it as you're playing. So. And so that was something that I, you know, I naively, I, I, I was surprised that you don't actually hit balls when yeah. you're out there. You know, like I yeah. would think that like the first thing you'd want to do is go out and you'd all just 
you know, you'd hit balls, and yeah. but you never do. You don't bring it. You don't. You never do. You never well, bring a club. You, you never. You can, yeah. So we do bring balls sometimes to roll. To, oh sure. We'll, we'll use a step meter sometimes. Yeah. Now in Wakanda's case, the green speeds obviously weren't going to be at what they were mid during mid season play, which. Um, which is fine. So we kind of rely upon Dane, you know, for a lot of his uh, expertise with green speeds and rough heights, mm-hmm. even if they're not um, what they are at that moment. So, so that kind of gives us an idea for the right value table values to kind of you know columns to look at basically. But but yeah, we now playing is part of it for a lot of our volunteers will like to play afterwards. So they make their day. It's a full day for them. They'll mm-hmm. rate it and then they'll go play it and. You know, it ends up being a morning to night type type thing, and for us, you know, sometimes uh, the the playing part, you know, just we we kind of have to sometimes skip that out, which which <laughs> which is sometimes too bad because you go to some pretty cool places, but but you do get a lot of uh, um, you can definitely, you know, uh, most of it's all measurements. It's so, not so part you're not, of the process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not part of the process. So you're you're using range finders. You're using your yeah, phone. You're using exactly. You know, you're like using a lot of a lot of stuff, and that you know the. Gin app's got a nice GPS function, so we use that a little bit. Um, the altimeter I mentioned, and step meters, and range finders are kind of our main, yeah. our main thing. And so it's you get a, you, you know a lot of times I'm out there and I wish I had like Velcro on me so I could like snap this <laughs> right because a lot of like times it's, it's all on my you know I might be doing multiple T's and the multiple papers and I'm flipping, but all that stuff's kind of resting on top of the clipboard, and so it can be jump. You know you're gonna get used to juggling stuff, but mm-hmm. it, it's. Uh, it's nice. So when you're doing your measuring, uh, do you measure every? So do you have the measurement of ev- every depth of every bunker on this course? Sort of. We we're in ranges. We kind of work in a range. Okay, got so it. So a third, let's say for so for for women to actually get a depth adjustment, they have to it has to be at least two feet deep or greater for one for one extra point of difficulty. I um, condone that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. There okay. and, and they're definitely <laughs> there are definitely more than two feet out here. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, I think they have, they go from two to five and then I think, or, and then it goes, you know, I think it goes all the way to like 15 feet plus, you know, so, uh, for men and women, men, it's three feet. So it's gotta be at least three feet deep to get an ex- extra additional point. So we had a lot of depth adjustments at, at Wakanda, just, uh, you know, if you've seen as, as the golfers here, I'm sure I've seen, you know, the bunkers are deep. So, uh, we definitely take that into account, mm-hmm. which is, which is, uh, which is good, or else it would just look kind of. Uh, it wouldn't. If we didn't make any adjustments, the I think that would have shown up, you know, probably in the, the rating a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, so we're obviously getting rated because we just done a restoration, right? So, but how often would a course uh, have their rating redone? Yeah, that's normally. Good. So normally seven to ten, seven to ten years. So mm-hmm. the ratings last for ten years, but um, we can do it. You know, if a club requests it, and there's certain reasons, we'll come to it. You know, really any time. But if it's uh, uh, but seven to ten years is kind of that window we kind of re-rate. Uh, in your case, because it's this might be considered kind of a new build, uh, which I think it is, because um, we might end up coming back like within five. Mm-hmm. So we'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. But it's it, no problem doing you know any of that. That's just you know we we like to. To make sure that everything's as accurate as possible, and and uh, and uh, yeah, keeps us uh, keeps us busy. So. In in our case, how like how far along do you need the construction to be in order to rate it? Do you, does there have to be grass? Does it or can it just be an outline? Or does there have to be sand in the bunker? Yeah. Is there you know how far along does that construction have to be? Yeah, I'd say, you know, is 
I, I further along the bet the better. Sure. But but I will say like let's say if you had, you know, the fairways were were just dirt, you know, but it was really well defined. And I mean, in that case, if if Dane's telling us, you know, the the details on on that, we could definitely do do it. Um, it's just different because you know. Um, there's certain things that you'd want to make sure are kind of like bunker placements and stuff like mm-hmm. that. You know, you can you can get a pretty good idea um, even if it's not completely done. Mm-hmm. But but I will say, generally when we do them, we like to have it like like when we did our did Wakanda's rating. I felt like it was definitely far enough along that that we could tell everything um, you know pretty well. So greens, you know, green speeds. I do like to see the greens at least be like I want to you know you want to see greens. Uh, um, without you know being covered or or, you know sand covered or anything just to kind of get a full feel but um but yeah we can do it um up to a point Mm -hmm. i'd say so So ours was far enough along you were able to you know you got to see where the t's are you're gonna know where you know all that stuff exactly so the t's if they didn't have grass on them we'd still as long as the t's were you know we could see where they were defined we could we could take care of it right yeah right so obviously you've played wakanda many times um, leading up to this, and so give me your top five observ- observations, good or bad. Oh yeah. Your top five of uh, when you rated the course. Okay. Well, bunkers. I think I I just was really stunned by the bunkers. Like I thought those looked uh, amazing. Um, it just adds a lot to it. You know, big feel. Um, I was really impressed um, with that. Um, just because I I think I've seen it. I'm starting to see that pop up at some of the you know, top clubs in the country, you know, that are being featured, you know, U.S. Opens and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's, uh, I was just really impressed with the bunkering. Um, I like the new redesigned greens, um, especially two and five. Um, those were, I was, I was really impressed with two, actually. And that was one I was kind of nervous about because mm-hmm. I've loved, I actually, I, two was always a whole I really enjoyed. I actually really like that little, the short one the, down below, mm-hmm. but, and I was kind of afraid to see that go, or, you know, sad to see it go, but now when I, when I see the new green, I, I don't necessarily miss it maybe as much as I thought I would, because mm-hmm. um, they did a really good job on it, and um, fairway widths, I thought were impressed, like, they did it in a way that um, it doesn't look like it's just been wide, I mean, it's widened, but you don't, I don't know, uh, I just was... I just think it fits so well um, into the the golf course. It doesn't look like it's like they just widened them. It actually just naturally looks like it fits, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what is that? Three. That's, That's three. three. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Caitlin, who's on staff with us, she did the rating uh, as as well. She she thought that she was really impressed that when she looked back um, from the fairways, she couldn't see the tees, and she just thought it matched really well. And I think Aaron mentioned that too uh, uh-huh. on one of my visits and and it was cool to see her pick up on that because that's something that you know a lot of people don't look back once mm-hmm. you're out there yeah and she thought it just naturally fit really well into that and so i thought you know i agreed with her i thought that was it was a nice really nice fit mm-hmm. and then i you know the other thing too the trees i think i didn't i was also worried about what it was going to look like with everybody was talking about how many trees were going out and to tell you the truth i don't think i miss any of them um at this point i went out you know, I've walked the course a couple of times now, and and there's still a lot of trees out there. It's not like, it's not. It, it really just adds. It makes the visuals so much better, I think. And I don't think that people are going to really miss the trees. Um, and so that's uh, 
you always think you will, and then you forget where they even were. Right, so, right. So I think that it's going to be, a, it's just really, I was really impressed. Yeah. So. It all fits so natural. We've said that a lot of times mm-hmm. on here, but that's, I agree with you. Like, you know, before we started doing this, I remember standing on one green and looking back and knowing that we were going to start this and looking at that fairway in a new lens and going, now I see it. I see where these fairways should be and where they make most sense and where they are now and how narrow they were. It almost started looking, you know, silly to me as it was, Mm -hmm. you know? And so as we've gone in and, and done this, it's so natural. It just fits yeah. in, in all aspects with the bunkers, with the tees, with the fairways fitting in. And it's just, it just seems to make sense now. And, and, uh, and yeah, the trees, they're still there. Yeah. There's a lot of them there. Yeah. You're still going to hit some trees. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. So what surprised you the most about the, the renovation? I, well, it's probably more, I, I gotta give Dane props. Like I, I'm pretty impressed at how how good a job you guys did I mean you got that thing done so quick um so I was really and maybe it doesn't seem like that for you guys but but I I mean it does you know I yeah. I, I don't get down here as much but you know every time I I did uh, I mean it looked like it happened overnight and I I don't know that probably doesn't feel that way but I I was I'm really impressed with what you guys did I mean it's it's an it's amazing um to do that in that time frame so well yeah to some degree I mean like you said, overnight, to some degree, it feels like that. Yeah. Because <laughs> the conversation that I had with somebody once was, you know, the other projects that I had done, those were 16 to 18 month projects, you know, to some degree of similar scale to this. And we kind of condensed all that into four months. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, last year at this time, we weren't even close to starting at this point. We were just starting the tree process. Yeah. Right? And this week or next, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's, I agree. And and Dane has done, outdone all expectations mm-hmm. on this project. And his level of professionalism and, and organization and just the project management has been outstanding. So it's a, it's a great observation. You're absolutely right, because it's a... It's a very small timeline, yeah. comparatively speaking, and and we we wanted to do that, you know, we wanted to we had to had to do that, mm-hmm. right? But like it, it you know, in the grand scheme of things, and in the world of golf course renovations and restorations, this is an incredibly yeah. short timeline. Yeah. Um, and again, the weather helped us too. But right. I mean, I think the biggest biggest part was Dane and his his management of it. So, absolutely, um, very blessed to have you. Thanks. <laughs> what do you did you see anything out there, Nate, as you were walking around? Any missed opportunities? Anything that you saw that you was that you were like, oh, I wish they, this would have made it really good. No, not, actually, not not really. I somebody else asked me that, and or something similar to that. And I I don't think I really could come up with anything. Um, you know, I I was going back to like. I thought that number, uh, you know, like the tree on eight, you know, that big one on eight, mm-hmm. I, I was actually thinking, oh, like, you know, that one's got to stay and all that. And then when it went out, it, immediately I was like, ah, actually it looks pretty good. It's good, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, so I don't really think, uh, I, I can't really think of anything. I do think number 10, though, that's the only hole that I'm like, kind of like, man, I want to see how that plays because you're so used, I mean, I was so used to always wanting to hit it, you know, kind of hug that left side because mm-hmm. you know it's going to kick to the right and go into the rough and... and and uh, now you have this 
mile, right? You know, I, I do like it. I mean, I think it's going to be it's so different because you're going to have that blind second shot mm-hmm. if you do that. Or you can take it on the bunker. Take and on I, the bunker and be and rewarded, part of me right? doesn't know if I can, if I'm long enough anymore <laughs> to take on that bunker. So I'm, I'm, I, I'm really excited to, to be able to see how that whole place. How will you play it the first time you stand on that tee? Oh, I'll probably like. You're gonna take not, it. You gotta go for it. Right? I don't know. I might go like ten yards right. <laughs> oh bunker, yeah. And then maybe like let it hit. Can, they can hit his driver where I was going to say, I to. wish my aim was that good. Oh, about 10 uh, yards he, to the right. Do you remember what you read in his bio? No, <laughs> he has control of his golf no, ball. No. <laughs> uh, so to, you won't to. go for it. You won't try to take it. I don't know. It depends on which tee. If I play in the, the L&M <laughs> tee or the Lankford and Moreau tee, I'm, I don't think I can. That's I way think, back I think there. i got to go almost yeah. over the, the forward set. You know, the yeah. Right, so. But yeah. if I'm playing maybe down norm, you know, where it used to be, I'll... Uh, I'll try it. Yeah. So. You saw what we did on 18, right? Oh, so yeah. what we kind of were yeah. going to do, and then we ended up putting the tee boxes over with, where Tyler Wright originally planned. Yeah. What do you think of that, like making I, that choice to go for that? I like it. I think it, it uh, and just having that bunker where it's placed as well, I think it makes that hole that used to be a pretty easy finish. Then, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people liked it because you can make a birdie you know, potentially. But I don't think anymore... I mean, it's not a hole that you're going to, like, fall asleep on anymore. You know, you mm-hmm. can't just, like, kind of just get in. You know, hit your tee shot on coast. 17. Yeah, you can't coast in uh, Into the clubhouse, yeah. yeah. And so I'm kind of, uh, uh, I like what, I like what, what he did there. And I think um, that's going to, that bunker alone, uh, for me, I was, I remember looking at it and I was like, geez, you know, if I, it, this hole becomes a, a, a you got to really think about it because you don't want to risk having to hit your second shot from from that bunker um, because of how steep it is. And so, you know, it, it makes a hole that I just think used to be, a, you know, a, an easy finish into something where you're, you know, it might, you know, decide some things, which mm-hmm. is which is great. So. so, what do you think? How does Wakanda stack up uh, against some of the top courses in Iowa after oh, this? I, I think uh, I think. I think it's right at the top. I mean, it's. I was growing up here. I obviously had a soft, you know, place for it in my heart. But it, um, I, I just think nationally, it's going to be recognized very highly. Um, it's, it's just, uh, it's got all the things that you would expect to see at, at, you know, at one of the best clubs in the country. So I, I'm pretty excited to, uh, to see how it, how it comes out. I, and I don't have as a rater. People think I do rate as for ranking. I, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily do that. But um, so there's people that can speak to that better than I, but uh, for how that process works, because I know there is kind of a process of getting you know, people here and, and all that, but it's, no, I think it's going to be uh, very special. I, I played the, the U.S. Mid-Amateur at Sleepy Hollow this, this year, and the bunkering there, I, I mentioned this to Aaron before, but the bunkering there really feels very similar to here, and, and that's obviously a... Um, you know, from talking to to one of the USGA uh, tournament directors, he said that it was, you know, in his opinion, one of their best sites they've ever gone to, and and I feel very similar to that, you know, here. So, so. I'm, well, that's quite a compliment. So, yeah. thank you very yeah. much for that. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm really excited to to see how it turns out. Just because, you know, it's kind of like my home. You know, home yeah. court. You know, I feel like I grew up here, and and it's uh, it's going to be neat to to see uh, this prestige, you know, kind of return nationally. Yeah, absolutely. So, how did the rating final ratings compare uh, to what you thought they would be? 
did you they kind of come out to where you thought they would be or you know any surprises there it kind of did i you know when i first when i was measuring it i know you know noticing how wide the fairways were and, and the greens also kind of getting a little bigger um, i was thinking okay well that's going to probably you know lower the rating a little bit but then you add in the bunkers and the, the penalizing effect that those have um along with potentially more yardage for certain tees you know obviously some tees got shorter some got longer um it, it it turned out fairly similar to what I what I expected. Um, um, it just kind of you never know though. Um, sometimes it you kind of get surprised, mm-hmm. um, and so. Uh, but no, I think it it, it seemed to, to match up what, with kind of what I was thinking maybe would happen. Um, you know, and a lot of it depends on the weightings of each of these obstacles, and because you know each obstacle is weighted a little bit differently. And so, like for bunkers, for example, they're they're actually weighted lower than some of the other obstacles only because they they kind of feel that you know golfers aren't necessarily in these all every hole you know fairways you're you're in a fairway potentially almost every every time you play and um you know you're on the green so this you know some of those obstacles are rated a little higher because you're dealing with them every every time you play but but uh so no, I think it it evened out pretty pretty well. I think. Mm-hmm. So we have about as uh, far of a of a spread of golf ability at this table that you could probably have. <laughs> so <laughs> how how hard's the course going to be? <laughs> you know, for that spread yeah. for the different players. You know, I still think from the scratch player. Um, you know, if you're playing the the back couple tees, you know, I think you're going to see a, a more difficult golf course. Um, and part of that's length, but the other part is, I mean, I think if you miss a shot, your penal- penalty could be potentially higher. Um, you know, the trees trees don't really have, you know, even though we have removed trees, they rating-wise, I don't know if they affect it as much as people think. And so I um, I think from the, for the, the golfer, from the back tees, I, I think they'll see it a little harder. But I think... You know, on the the same side on the forward sets, you know, it might be a little easier. The the you got wider fairways. Your you know your dispersion, um, you know, might not be uh, you know where it used to be in in, in trouble areas. So, uh, but I do think that's a good thing, good design because you're you're really allowing. Um, and I shouldn't say easier. I I just I just think it's going to play different for everybody. You know. Um, um, but uh, it it just kind of depends on where you're at and what what type of difficulty you want to give yourself for that day you have a lot of options and 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 uh, that's what's so great about um what you guys did i mean you you've really allowed uh it to become a, a you know a very you know a tough you know test for the the championship level golfer and then but you've also made it a type of golf course that you know a golfer who who's uh just getting into the game or you know wants to play casually can still enjoy and Previously, I don't know if a casual golfer would enjoy Wakanda as much because of how, you know, difficult certain things were, and not necessarily because of design, just, you know, narrower fairways and then and, uh, smaller greens and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so we have six sets of tees on every hole now. So that's kind of what you're, you know, you're talking about. We have these different options now for, for different levels. Erin, um, you want to talk about that a little bit of, of what our members might notice um, on those new sets of tees? Yeah, absolutely. So first first of all, we're uh, renaming all of the tees. Uh, through this restoration, we wanted to really kind of look at every aspect of the golf course and, and the tee boxes and, and what we name those were really 
heavily discussed. And, and instead of the old black, blue, white, red, gold um, setup that we had, we, we wanted to do away with the colors and, and go to a numbering system. And so we've changed L and M, Langford and Moreau is what that stands for. That'll be our championship tee. And, and so that'll be set back. Um, and, then, and then from then on, as you go forward, it's Roman numerals. So one, two, three, four, and five for a total of six rated tees. Uh, every tee is rated, as Nate said, for men and women. Um, so our L&M tee, our championship tee, uh, we, they, they measured at a total of 7,160 yards, which is 245 yards more than our old black tees. Hmm. Uh, so our golf course increased in yardage by 245 yards from, from what we had to, to what we are now. Uh, our forward tees, the five, or the V, um, those, those came in and measured at 4,378 yards, uh, which is 897, so just under 900 yards shorter than our gold tees were last year and, and prior. And so, so you've got a, a spread of more than 1,100, almost 1,150 yards um, of, of gained yardage and shortened yardage for the golf course to spread those 600 or six sets of tees out. Um, I'm really excited about this. I think I think what we really want to do with this is is not define tees by gender, but by ability. And so the red tee always carried the connotation of the ladies' tee. We don't have a ladies' tee anymore. We have a four tee. We have a five tee. We have a two tee. We have a tee by your ability, not by your gender. There's there's gentlemen who need to be playing the fours or the fives. There's ladies who could be playing the twos or the threes. And they're rated appropriately. So I'm really excited about how we've done this. I think we did it very strategically, and I think it will uh, it, it'll cause a little bit of confusion because change is hard. Uh, but I think it'll be uh, it'll be good. And, and um, we'll talk a little bit at the end of this about some of the more uh, other results of Nate's ratings. But um, and then we'll send out a full email to the membership mm -hmm. with all those results. Okay. Thank you. So all those questions will go to you, right? That's uh, yes. how that works. Okay. Yes. Great. <laughs> Uh, and so, yes, yeah, so our members will notice that on the tees, the new tee markers that Dane's ordered now uh, this winter will have, uh, they'll have stripes mm -hmm. on them. There'll be a one, two, three, four, and five mm -hmm. stripes on the tee markers indicating what, what the tee numbers are. So um, they will all be the same color. Yeah. And so that'll be a little bit different uh, for our members as they step up yeah. to the tee. So just want to make sure they understand that too. Well, well, as part of this, you know, we... I don't know the total number of tea boxes we used to have, but it's got to be substantially more what we have now. Yeah. So we have several new dedicated tea boxes, several per hole, really, um, that'll separate those teas out, make it easier for play. Mm -hmm. And give us flexibility to flex some of these yardages and, and make them more playable. Right. So, Nate, as one of your goals of the IGA is to grow grow the game, right? You, you went to grow the game of golf in the state of Iowa. How do you think our renovation here at Wakanda helps do that? Well, I think one thing starting is just the something simple that Aaron already talked about, you know, just we don't no longer having just a tea that's like the ladies tea, you know, just changing the, the stigmas that are out there um, will also help just kind of allow golfers to, you know, when golf, when golfers get there and they, you know, even if, if men feel like they can't play a certain tee because it's supposed to be the women's tee, you know, that's not obviously good for the game and, and vice versa. You know, if women want to go play back, you know, it's not, uh, it's not good, you know, not to make them feel like they can't go back. It's not a, not a good thing either. So we, we've, we try to 
rate every tee we can for both genders so that those options are there for everybody. And, and I think what you're doing with that is, just, you know, obviously a, a first easy step that a lot of clubs I, f- I feel like need to, uh, if they haven't thought about it, you know, should really kind of make a, make that kind of a, um, just kind of a good uh, president, you know, going forward. Um, but yeah, I think um, for growing the game, um, sorry, could you remind me? <laughs> sorry. Just wondering, yeah. no, you kind of answered can, okay, it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, you was... know, part of your goals with the IGA is to grow the game, yeah. you know, and have more recognition for golf in the whole state of Iowa. Yeah. Um, you know, do you see this renovation as being able to bring more oh, recognition yeah. to the state, even? Uh, in that way and and help in that sense and then kind of how you already said growing the game with those different levels of being able to play yeah no I think yeah definitely with um, I think you're going to see excitement a lot around this golf course a lot just just with this club alone I think it's um, it's going to be exciting for for people around that are going to want to play and they're going to want to see it they're going to want to you know come out to the principal and they're going to want to see it there's obviously a lot of things with that tournament alone that that are help grow the game with youth and just um different groups of people and so i think just having places that that are good for families and and all this i mean when when a club's when a golf course or a club is is doing really well offering good services and and providing you know things for their for their members i mean it's people want to be a part of that and so in doing that they're going to bring their families and when the kids start playing and it just it becomes a a lifelong type growth and so we we want to make sure the at least at the IGA side that we're doing all we can to to at least service the clubs that in whatever needs they they need because we know how important it is to to it's they're growing at the club level you know it's not like people that get a handicap or you know we're not growing it by that you know as much as as the clubs are the ones that are the ones doing it you know and we're trying to just provide them the the means to to make it better you yeah. know and so uh, so I think yeah the club alone just going through this process is going to be um it's going to you know you might not see it like you know on numbers but you it it's going to happen yeah you'll feel it exactly Mm -hmm. excitement and and joy and you know you're bringing joy to people you know that's kind of like sometimes when i when i was talking to caitlin it's like you know sometimes you feel like maybe you're not you know you're not making a difference and so but she's like you know people say you know you guys bring a lot of joy to people the tournaments you run all the stuff you're allowing these outlets for people to come and and uh, enjoy the game, and so that's and that's what you guys are doing too. And, it's, and I mean, this is where people want to be on their when they're not working. So it's the best part of what we do, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, because we're literally where people want to come to enjoy their lives, and yeah. and we get to help provide that. It's yeah, it's absolutely. the best part of what we do. So exactly, you said it very well. Oh, thank you. So a little off topic, but and I know we're getting a little long, but we knew this wouldn't be a little long, but uh, a little off topic. But I'd be interested to hear. We're starting from you, Nate. Um, we're starting a new caddy program uh, here at Wakanda this year, and Aaron's done a great job of of getting that organized and um, uh, working with the uh, Evan Scholar Program, um, the Western Golf Association, and getting that established. Um, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on on us uh, establishing that program. Here. Yeah, no, this is something I when I heard you guys were doing it, I got really excited just because um, this is kind of actually how my dad got started in the game. Um, he actually caddied here, oh, probably in the late seventies, early eighties, cool. and so, um, and and I I always run across people that that will tell me, oh yeah, I used to caddy with your dad, or I used to, you know, we all grew up at Wakanda together mm-hmm. and caddying, you know, and. And they all play golf, you know, and then that's how they got started. And so I think there's there's not a better 
way to like get into the game than as a caddy. And I mean, that's how I kind of even got started. I didn't caddy at a club, but I I would go hang on tag along with my dad, and we go to Fort Dodge or Carroll or you know Tomwa, and we'd go and you know I'd I'd either if I was too young I'd sit in the cart, you know. But I once I got to the point I could push or carry, you know. I, I mean, those were the best memories I've ever had, and so I think this program is going to allow so many new kids to get exposed to the game, but in a good way, like in, in the right way, you know, in a way that kind of respects the game and, and uh, you know, res- just kind of being around adults that, um, you know, are respectful of the game. They're just going to learn um, the right, I feel like just the, the right way. And, and um, yeah, I, I'm really pumped about it, I, especially in Iowa where we don't have a lot of caddy programs. Um, uh, I know on the IGA side, I mean, this is something that um, – we're all really excited about and um you know the the evan scholar program is 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 obviously uh is, is really great and we have some we have a board member um who was a former evan scholar and, and it means a lot to him um that this is you know this is starting to happen in iowa so for you guys to, to kind of be one of the first clubs to do this um i i hope it it continues down the down the road i mean you guys kind of act as a kind of a leader for you know um the other clubs in the state and uh, and it's uh, you know I, I know it will be successful and I'm, I'm excited about what you guys are doing thank you we appreciate that we're excited about it too I think it's gonna be uh, really special here at Wakanda I think it's great that we're starting it here and um, and providing that opportunity to youth in our you know in our community I mean we're here in downtown Des Moines yeah uh, you know right in the center and the heart of the city and and I hope that we can have that outreach to some of our youth that are right here uh, right here next to us. Absolutely. You know, Davenport started this youth caddy program last year. Cedar Rapids is doing it on the same timeline. We are opening one this year and, and with us joint joining in and, and harvesters going to more of a youth caddy program as well is, is what I've heard. So, um, along the lines, what you talked about, Nate is, is just in opening the doors to more people in the game. I believe the Western golf association told me when, when we were starting this, that of all their evidence scholars, uh, of all their Evans scholars, over two thirds of them never played golf before, hmm. and caddying was their first introduction into the game. So that's important. Wow. That's yeah. That's great. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see it grow, and and excited for your uh, support there, Nate, too, and mm-hmm. of the program, and and what a cool story about your dad, too. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. how he started too. That's very, pretty neat. Very neat. Uh, so, Aaron, why don't we go over a summary of the sure. results and, and wrap it up and, and, and let our members know what they're, what they're going to see in their inboxes. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, with, with all that Nate talked about uh, this morning, um, they raided the golf course. I think uh, they were out here on, on November 3rd. And it took, it took a long time, uh, right up to the end of the year, to finalize all of the ratings and the, the yardages and, and the T names and, and, and everything, uh, handicap stroke allocations. And so it's a massive project. And, and Nate, to you and your team, uh, we can't thank you enough for, for you being a part of this po- uh, podcast and, and all the work that you've put in and your summary that you wrote. Um, we, we really appreciate it. Um, you. So, you know, what, what our members can expect, uh, first of all, we'll, we'll be emailing a, a full packet out to our membership um, either today or tomorrow with all of this information. So uh, if tomorrow's a snow day, you could take that and digest all of our new course rating information. Yeah, absolutely. So um, as we just talked about, uh, we have six sets of tee boxes now, L and M, and then one through five. And and Nate talked about them being rated for all men and women. Um, So 
that's a lot. Uh, as you went in and, and did all of those calculations for the, the course handicap and the, and the uh, slope ratings, uh, we found that the, the course ratings on the LNMT uh, increased uh, by 0.8 and, uh, strokes and the slope ratings went up 4. And on the forward tees, this is for men, on the forward tees for men, the, the fives, uh, the course rating went down four points for, or first, I'm sorry, four strokes, and the slope went down five points. That's, that's a massive uh, number, and I think that goes to show uh, about the yardages that I talked about uh, earlier, uh, and then just making it more playable, more difficult on the long end and, and playable on the short end. Uh, for the ladies... Um, the big difference that you'll see first and foremost is the par change from a 73 to a 72. Hole number one is now a par four, where it used to be a par five. We've mm -hmm. saved the yardage. We've moved up. It's much more playable um, from those forward uh, tees on the fours and the fives. And, and that par is now a four. So we've got a standard par 72 for, nice. for all genders. Uh, so we don't have that, um, that, that adjustment in our events when we have uh, mixed events. Um, you know, I think I think as you scroll through the course ratings uh, on the the three, the four, and the five T for the women, you're going to see those yardages shorten, but you're also going to see the course ratings go down and the slopes go down. Uh, so you're going to see an easier golf course rating wise for them. So I think that just validates uh, what we thought we we're making the golf course more playable. Mm -hmm. um, if if we saw those ratings increase substantially, I'd be very concerned yes. that we did the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. and, and I think this is good validation. So Nate, thank mm -hmm. you for. For backing that up. The other thing that we really uh, looked at uh, were the, the stroke index allocations, and, and that's where the handicap strokes fall on a golf course. So for a match or for a net event, where do you get your dots? This is where probably our members are going to care the most uh, because it matters where their handicap strokes fall and where their dots are. And, and this took a lot of time. Nate and I went back and forth on a lot of different things. Uh, because the pro the process changed, we talk about this. Uh, I think in our last podcast on how we used to collect 200 plus scorecards for scratch and bogey golfers from every tee uh, for men and women, and, and how long that process took, and, and how somewhat inaccurate that was. And so now it's really based on Nate and his course rating team but, uh, to find the difficulty. Um, so so now the holes are rated um, for stroke indexes based on their difficulty and less on their discrepancy between a bogey and a, and a scratch golfer. And so um, historically, that old system always produced the, the, number, the top four handicap holes as the par fives, and the lowest handicap holes, 15, 16, 17, 18, were always the par threes. And we flipped that on its head. And so that's going to be very different. So uh, for men, our most difficult handicapped holes, uh, so from one, two, three, and four handicap rating, or stroke index rating is hole four is the number one. Uh, hole number one goes to number two. Hole number six, uh, I'm sorry, these are the difficulty, not not the stroke index, but uh, hole six, and then hole 16 jumps up. Hmm. And for women, the most difficult four holes are 13, one, three, and 11. And then the least difficult holes uh, for men, nine, 15, two, and 18. Uh, so there's a there's some differences there. Wow. Um, as those go, we then use the the um, two tees, which is formerly our white tee, uh, probably our most played tee from the past recent years, and what we anticipate the bulk of our men's tee or play being from. We use those as our allocation. Uh, 
Um, and so, so some of the big changes were hole number five was used to be our number one handicapped hole. Now it's number 11. Um, hole number 15 used to be our f- number four handicapped hole. Now it's number 18. That's a huge change. Hmm. Hole number 18 used to be our 10th handicapped hole. Now it's number 16. And uh, interestingly enough, 18 is one of the four least difficult rated holes for men and for women. So that bunker, very strategic, but some of those yardages that you use to calculate don't get that bunker into play. Mm-hmm. And so those ratings then reflect that bunker not in play. Yeah. So if you're playing smart, that's how you would kind of navigate that. Yeah. It's kind of, it's that's the thing too. It's kind of still on the shorter side lengthwise, but... But yeah, you're completely right. Like some of those bunkers, either based on where they're teeing off, they're either carrying it or they're short of it, you know. And so then it doesn't. Yeah, and that, yeah. and that's for a standardized yardage that yeah. you all have to use. So yeah, in exactly. in in practice or when it's out there dynamically, you've got a those bunkers will be in play. Oh yeah. So yeah. So th- that's just have to, how the how the ratings have to work out. Exactly. Um, men's your your holes that became much harder. Uh, number four used to be the seventh handicapped hole. Now it's number one. Uh, number seven used to be number thirteen handicapped hole. Now it's number five. That was a big, big surprise yeah. for me. And um, number sixteen wasn't the fourteenth handicapped hole. Now that's number two. So we've yeah. had some big changes on those. Uh, and then, ladies, uh, you know the the par fives actually became more uh, higher rated uh, from what they used to be. And uh, number number four is now your number one handicapped hole for ladies. Number eleven is now the number four handicapped hole, and number sixteen is the six handicapped hole. Those are big changes from the past, and big movers. So uh, I'm really looking forward to sending this out to the membership and and having them uh, kind of tear it apart and, and read through it. And um, <laughs> this is going to be set in stone. So. That is great. Wow, Enjoy it. Start to strategize where your dots stuff. fall. And, yeah. Um, 11 surprises me yeah. there. The bunkers. Yeah, That's the interesting. The fairway bunkers. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Potentially a blind shot. You know, I guess maybe not blind, but you'll have at least a little adjustment for not being able to see the green surface. Sure. That, Vision that's, impact. Yeah. 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 So I think four... Uh, you know, I was trying to figure out you know, why four would have been, but I guess, you know, the shots in, because, of, I mean, you're having a complete visibility you know no green no Mm -hmm. flag type situations on a lot of the golfers you know and so that that bumps that up a lot and then potentially the roll situation you know some of them are probably getting you know Mm -hmm. minus roll potentially if they're hitting into the hill so which depending on which hill they're hitting into right or downhill um two deep fairway bunkers pinching that landing area yeah Yeah. so there's some stuff that that yeah it was interesting now the triad concept that that stroke Mm -hmm. index allows it doesn't always necessarily start that way but it could kind of end up that way because of the how they want to the system wants to you know balance it as much as possible so um between the front and the back nines and so um yeah it's it this should be uh according to you know what the recommendations are you know a more equitable uh, mm-hmm. balanced approach uh, to the stroke index yeah and, and just to follow up on that the triad system uh they want the 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 dots to fall more in the middle of the nines so your 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 number one handicapped hole isn't your eighth or ninth hole or your seventeenth or eighteenth hole, uh, so it can come into play in a match when needed. Mm. So matches could be closed out by the end of the nine, and the number one handicapped hole might not come into play. Gotcha. That's that's kind of the system, and and, and it's needed and it mm-hmm. works. So um, I think in closing here, the the biggest 
thing that our members are going to have to figure out is um, what tees do they play? <laughs> and that's something that we're going to have um, some good guidance on. There's, there's great studies out there. Um, the long leaf system talks about uh, driver carry and, and distance with roll and how far of a golf course you can play. The USGA is coming out more with a seven iron distance. How far you hit your seven iron gives you a recommendation for tees. So we're going to have that information available uh, yet this spring for our members when, we, when we're ready to open and, and how that works. Um, and, and then finally, um, there's, a, there's a gap between some of the, the yardages and, and some of the things we're going to have to look at is, is a combo set of tees. Um, I'm not saying that we're going to put those in, but I'm not saying we're not. Um, we're, we're researching through the USGA and, and leaning on the IGA to learn what our, our scorecard yardage is, but also some of our effective playing yardages and, and from different tees to figure out, okay, is that gap wide enough to warrant a combination set of tees um, or not? And so those are all factors that we're uh, looking at. Um, there, there could be a combo set between the two and the three, so a 2.5, mm-hmm. um, which is a pretty easy easy one to make up. But uh, those are things we're, we're looking at now that we've got the complete scope of all the ratings and yardages. Okay. Well, great. Thank you, Aaron. appreciate mm-hmm. that summary. And we'll have those uh, sent out to the members here this week. And everyone can you know, use their snow day. Yeah. Have some, have or some weekend. Readings. The weekend. Yeah. Yeah, the full weekend to get excited about this uh, course opening up. So, yeah. absolutely. Well, thank you very much. And, Nate, thank you again for being here and joining us in the card room this morning on this snowy day yeah, and you. braving the weather. We appreciate it. Thank uh, you. This has been really wonderful to have you. And once again, we just really appreciate everything you and the IGA do. And um, we are just really looking forward to our partnership further on in the, in the, ne- in the next in the future and in the following years and and we look forward to having you come out and play oh thank you yeah no i appreciate everything <laughs> you guys do too uh it's uh you know makes our job a lot more fun when we get to work with people like you guys so uh, we really appreciate it and can't wait to to see where see how it all turns out this the spring so I'm, I'm, whatever dane wants for weather and anything i'm just that's right. all i want so that's and <laughs> we just we put that up to him because yeah, whatever yeah. he wants it just happens exactly i know so, so far he's like got a really good it's amazing it's going really well so yeah he's good at that yeah. let's not jinx it yeah i know <laughs> he's I'm, the great I'm dane. known to do that sometimes so. oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. And we'll see you. We'll have another episode coming out in February and then probably another one in March. And we'll see you in the spring. Awesome. All right.